Good evening, this is Rudy Giuliani, and you are watching and listening to, and or watching or listening to, uh, Call the Mayor. And this is your opportunity to ask me any questions you would like. I would uh, suggest that we put it on the topic of the elections. I think that would be uh, the most uh, relevant to what's going on right now. People are voting all day today as we speak. I don't know if anyone stops at six, but by the time we finish, they will have stopped. And then we'll find out. Well, I mean, excuse me if I don't think that if you can't get this counted in. um, Oh, my. What did it take, France? Eight hours to count the votes of an entire country. If if it doesn't get counted in eight hours, uh, start being suspicious. There's no reason why any of these things should take that long. Uh, So I'm going to look at these returns very carefully. I'm going to be covering them on, um, in fact, after this show, we could take about an hour off to to look at what's going on and assess the information and get information from many, many places in the country. And then we're going to go on... um, Social media, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Getter, and I think Twitter. I'm not certain about Twitter. And we're going to uh, uh, do commentary on the election and try to bring you information that we've been able to assess by traveling around these different places and getting ideas from people on where you can tell early how the election is going. I'm afraid that the, you know, the, 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 the legacy media or whatever we call it now, I, you, know, the, you can't trust the way they cover an election. And so I decided we would do it ourselves so that you could get an honest idea of what's happening. And we, we tried to pick the one that we thought would be the closest. Now, it may not be. Uh, you never know these things, right, until they actually happen. But we tried to pick the one that we thought was the closest, and that is the one here in New Hampshire with uh, Don uh, Baldock and uh, Senator Hassan. Um, if you look at the others, the other Senate elections, um, oh, my goodness, they're, they're by no means decided, but they have larger margins of, um, of uh, distinction between the candidates in many different polls. So you don't have to rely on a Republican pollster or a Democratic pollster. You can kind of take a look for yourself and see that um, that the elections are not necessarily out of reach, but they're just not going to be as, as um, they're not going to be as close as the one here. So here's where we stand as uh, the American people vote today. Uh, in many places, American people have already voted anywhere from four or five days to two or three weeks. Uh, in some cases, it could have a material effect on the election because uh, some of these elections had very, very big uh, revelations that took place near the latter half of the uh, of of the of that cycle. So, for example, 
let's take the one here in New Hampshire. Uh, General Baldock was uh, subjected to, oh my goodness, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of uh, negative uh, publicity, painting him as almost some kind of a <laughs> monster, <laughs> demon. And, um, and he did not have a su substantial amount of money at that point to respond to it. So uh, that could have affected the people who voted before there was a response. Now, you'll see that there was a material change, big change, major change in the polling as soon as they debated. Because not only did, 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 did Baldock, um, at least it was my view that he won the debate, but that's my opinion. And it was the opinion of others. It was, it was certainly, I think um, it would be fair to say, the majority opinion that he won the debate. Uh, but from that point on, the race started to close and close and close and close and close and close. So that now it's, um, I'm trying to look for the latest poll. We have it here. Uh, would have been yesterday. So that now it's, um, oh, Hassan by two, him by one. Uh, here's Hassan by three, him by two. Um, she's still the consensus pick, uh, but a, a very, very, uh, a very, very uh, soft pick, uh, kind of like a likely or a leaning, not a, not a, not by any means anything close to a definite. So this is an election that's up for grabs, um, and it will help Bulldog that this election took place uh, today, all of it today. People of Massachusetts, people of New Hampshire are traditional. They vote on one day. They wouldn't think of doing it any other way. That's the way it's been done from the beginning of our republic. And they do not look kindly on these uh, these elections that take place over you know, two weeks or three weeks. Or Nor do they look kindly on the elections that take three or four days to count. In fact, they are inherently suspicious of elections like that. And uh, so am I, by the way. So am I. I don't, I, I, I find any election that you're not going to get that result uh, by the next day, somebody should be taking a look at just why that is the case. So let's, let's see if we can, if we can begin with what the main issues are in this campaign. So that, I mean, that of course depends a little on your, Depends a little on your Republican, Democrat, uh, what your focus is, where you look at things. But I would say that for the most of the country, the, the, the main issue is the economy. And it's the economy uh, in, in one of its particular forms. And that is the cost of living. The, the fact that it now costs more money to live than it did before Biden took over. And Biden and his political party take the blame for that because they passed the legislation that has us printing uh, more money than we have. And when you print more money and you keep printing more money and you keep printing more money, the laws of supply and demand are going to eventually create inflation. Let's say you bought a very rare painting. 
with that very rare painting, if there's only two copies in the world, it's going to be worth a fortune. But then suppose they found 10 more of them. The value of the painting would go down. Well, the same thing is true with, with, uh, with money. A certain amount of money, if they double the money, the money you have is worth half. Which is why uh, inflation, particularly if the government causes it, is really a taxation. A taxation that uh, requires you to spend more of your money for the same thing you were buying a year ago. It has a dramatic effect on the economy, dramatic effect on poor people, and uh, can um, lead to other financial ramifications, economic ramifications, if you're not careful. I would submit that the Biden government has pushed inflation and the price of things to extraordinarily high uh, prices, extraordinarily high places. He doesn't seem to know that he's doing it. He, 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 he told us that inflation would be transitory, and clearly everyone else knew it wasn't. I think he repeated it once or twice during the summer. Then, then he took on the definition of recession, which is two quarters in a row of decline and real growth. So we had two quarters of, of decline and real growth. And um, the difference is that uh, the last uh, two, two quarters, or at least. Uh, so I guess he did make some kind of point that it, 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 it's a, a kind of fit the technical definition. But, but the reality is we would have to put that on the record books as two quarters in a row of decline in the value of our economy, the gross, uh, the, the, the gross value of our economy. And then um, uh, a month and probably now another month of modest growth with predictions for uh, loss of uh, revenues next year. So all of the economic data, with the possible exception of jobs, uh, is negative. Now, jobs are even negative because they're still, we still haven't uh, gone back to pre-pandemic jobs, and the people still haven't gone back to work. Large numbers of people are out of the workforce, which is a very, very serious thing when people aren't working. But beyond, but beyond that, there are people who are just enjoying taking off. They, they made money during the pandemic, either given away by the government or opportunistic uh, situations they saw for themselves. And they are not, uh, they're not the same as the generation that maybe you're used to where people felt they had to work. Didn't matter if the government was, first of all, the government wouldn't take care of you. Uh, or the communist and, and Nazi governments to take care of you, not American governments. Government takes care of you if it's a last resort. So that's issue number one. Inflation. Cost of living. Hard to walk away from it. Hard to lie about it. Because you go in and, you, and, and something costs twice as much this year as it did last year. And you see that, you're in deep trouble. 
and the administration in Washington is in deep trouble, and that will be one of the primary reasons for their loss of electoral support. Uh, the second reason is the uh, extensive crime situation that is affecting the whole country. Some react to it more than others. Some react to it less than others, but everyone reacts to it. And uh, and it's hard to escape, and it's hard to, to, to alibi your way out of it because people people go to the store, they remember what it costs then, they remember what it costs now, and it costs a lot more now, and you're telling them Joe Biden's done that, no problem. Also, the same thing with the border, no problem. People are being stopped at the border. It's a, it's a blatant lie <laughs> and an extraordinarily stupid thing to say. So, uh, I don't know I don't know how they've worked themselves into that situation, but they have. So, Senate, here's what it looks like in the Senate. And I'll take out the interactive map to make it easier for you to understand and easier for me to follow. And then we'll see the races that we really should come down and look at. So, let's start. I think we start at the top. I think the best thing for us to do would be to start at the top of the matchmaker of the matchmaker's map uh, map and um, let's see what we have so we'll go to And we'll see where we are right now. What would you like to do first? The easiest or the hardest? Let's do the center first. Because there's more doubt about it. Interactive map, Senate. And we'll get the consensus map here. So, I'm combining here real uh, clear politics with a app called 270, uh, where you will find a number of such maps, but here's the map on on the um, here's the map on the Senate. So right now, uh, close the day today, last day. Uh, you can do this, and while election is going on, maybe they closed this last night. They have it. Uh, they they let's make it a little bit easy. Uh, let's get to the point. Point they're at. They have 50 sure Republicans, 48 sure Democrats. They have 14 likely Republicans, 
and eight likely Democrats. So the 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 uh, the sure Democrats and the likely Democrats. Uh, it's almost impossible to tell them apart. Uh, same thing with the Reds for the uh, for the Republicans. So they've really been put into one category. Uh, 30, 40, 43 Republicans and and I would say 40 44 Democrats then if we put in leaners and tilt we get to our number of 50 to 48. So let's take, let's give an example of what they consider a, let's see if we have an example of a, of a leaner or a tilt. Well, there are two, a Democrat, there are two Democrat leaners. There is no tilt. And the two Democratic leaners are Arizona and New Hampshire, states that I would say might very well fit into uh, might very well fit into states you can call. So they put Georgia, they put Georgia and Nevada aside and say toss up. Then they have this other category on the Republican side for the same thing. And in that category of leaners and uh, tills, they have they have Pennsylvania tilting Republican. And that's it. One tilt for the Republicans, two tilts for the Dems. So that gets you to that gets you to your grand total of forty-eight Dems and fifty Republicans. Still not enough for the Republicans to have control because remember the speaker. If it gets fifty-fifty, the speaker can come in and vote, and two votes are missing. Not allowed. So unless this is resolved quickly, this could really hold down the business of the House of Representatives. So I would suggest that they go about electing a president right away for the House. So there's some coherence here. So now let's get to the states that are the critical states. And they're the ones that you know, and I'm going to run them off and I'm going to tell you how they're going to come out. And you're going to keep a record of this. And we're going to see each other. We're going to see each other tomorrow or Thursday. And you're going to see how smart or dumb I am. Okay. So here we go. We have back here on this board our coverage, right? Midterm election coverage. We'll be doing this We'll be doing this throughout. Do we want to, can we put our map up? Yes, sir. I'll bring one up. This is the map that I want. 
Okay. 270 to win. Yes, sir. That's the one that I want. I'm going to get my pointer. And I'm going to come over here. Yeah. Tomorrow I'll find my longer one. I have a much longer pointer. I don't think I have it with me. Here we are, sir. So we're going to begin with New Hampshire, and I'll get you started on New Hampshire right away. Because um, So now let's go up to New Hampshire, which is right there in the gray, you see? You see that? Now, that uh, the colors are a little off here, but that is to indicate that New Hampshire is in the leaning Democrat column. Okay? I'll come down a bit. Bring it so down this is a 2024, sir. Oh, we don't want 2024, we want 2022. Somebody is trying to figure out what's going to happen in 2024. Maybe we should figure out what's going to happen in 2022 first. What do you think? We're jumping ahead of ourselves, boys and girls. Here is a 2022 Senate map. Sure. Okay. And the number at the top says, number at the top says, ta-da, what does it say? It says 50, uh, either lean or safe Republican, 48 Democrats, see? two toss-ups. So I had it totally right. Okay, now we're going to see if we can, we're going to see if we can play with it. And you and I can have some fun if you want to call in. You can tell me what you think, and I'll play with it for you. And you can tell us how you think things are going to go if your favorite senator or, or congressman or somebody else doesn't win. So we're going to come over here, get a little closer. And here we are. So I uh, now say that New Hampshire, which you see in blue there, right? Okay. I am going to say that because there were not, because there were not uh, early voting and because Bell Dock was uh, able to uh, arrange this thing and get himself in a position where um, he, he showed himself to be a good candidate and ha- had answers on things and Hassan did not. I'm going to say that um, that should be turned red. I am. And in order to do that, all you have to do if you get this map for yourself you can have this map yourself. You don't have to count on me to have this. All you have to do, I'm going to turn it around here. I'm going to turn the whole thing around here, just like this. And I'm going to go up there. I'm going to go right up there to New Hampshire. And I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it to red. Now, do you see what happened when I change it to red? I don't know if you see what happened when I change it to red. When I change it to red, it's now 51. Look over there to 47 Democrat. See? Can you see it? Can you see it back there, Ted? Look back there. 51. Yeah. You see the arrow? Yeah. 47. Now we're going to come down to our, uh, we're going to come down to our state of Pennsylvania, which 
uh, has it tilting. It has it tilting. Tilting Republican. Well, the polls in Pennsylvania, the polls in Pennsylvania have Oz winning probably out of six polls. They have Oz winning in five or four or five of them. And they have the, get this out of the way. No, use that one because they're not seeing the board on the screen. Well, if I use that one, it won't change on there. Yeah, they're not seeing it on there anyway. Well, they can't see it on there? No. Why not? Because of how this is set up. Tell me when you see it. Oh. You see it? Well, yeah, you can't see, they can't see it on there. So we should have had a camera. Yeah. We should have a camera just on there. Yeah. So this will be for 8 o'clock. So maybe what you should do, if you want to play along with me, is go get it. 270, 2022 Senate election. So now, now we get to 51. So now we get to 51. And I don't think you're going to see this change for a while because Pennsylvania is picked for Republicans. That remains the same, even if you want to make it a stronger pick. North Carolina, another key state, is picked for Republicans. Florida, I don't think there's any doubt about. Rubio will beat Chris in Florida. That's a pretty solid pick. Ohio right now is at the lowest stage, not the lowest stage, the second lowest stage of leaning Republican. That's ridiculous. Vance is leading by eight to 10 points. That should be that should be likely Republican. Now, that doesn't change any numbers. It just makes them stronger. Then we go over to Wisconsin, where Johnson looks almost very close to as strong as Vance. He's going to win that, uh, despite the fact that the liberal press would love to see him lose. Now we're going to get to... Um, we're going to get to... going to get to the other states that are sort of off a little. So Colorado is picked as likely as likely Democrat. I've seen I've seen polls right here in the last day taken today. I'll go over some of these with you. Here's a here's a set of polls from Georgia. And I think if you look uh, carefully, you'll see. It's hard to see unless I get it very, very close. But everything is red here. And this comes from real clear politics, not a Republican anything. You can see the whole column is red. Basically, it's Kemp and Walker are leading everything today. Uh, Walker by two, Kemp by five, Walker by one, Kemp by six, Walker by three, Kemp by nine, Kemp by seven, Walker by one, Kemp by nine. And then we get to uh, we get to Arizona, which we'll get to uh, just in a little while. So I would have to say that we have to take Georgia. We'd have to move it out of the toss up when you see this. Not a not a not a uh, single poll to contradict it. And we'd have to make it at least tilting Republican. Oh my goodness, at least. Maybe, maybe, maybe 
Uh, maybe, 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 maybe it is leaning Republican. So that's our first, sec- our second change now. Our, f- our first change was New Hampshire that won a Democrat seat, made it 51. This is winning another Democratic seat, making it 52. Now, if we go way out to Arizona, we've got that really uh, close race between uh, 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 between Lake and Hobbs. I'm sorry. The really close race is between Masters and Kelly. Lake, Lake is uh, really thought of as someone who might be able to bring Masters in, in addition to the endorsement he got from the third party candidate. He was losing. These polls have Masters with a one-point lead and Lake with a four-point lead. Now, there are other polls, not in their consensus polls, that show uh, the the, uh, Democrat, Senator Kelly, winning. Hard to know. That one could go either way. It is certainly not, certainly not, oh, I don't know. Is it a toss-up? I'm going to leave it a toss-up right now. I'm going to leave it a toss-up right now. And then we'll go to, uh, then we'll go to uh, Utah where um, it's listed as likely, that's safe. You could make it, uh, I'm sorry, it's listed as leaning. You could make it likely. I'll leave it as leaning just for the heck of it. And then right next to it is Colorado, where there is a pretty good lead for Governor Bennett. And I would leave that that way. And that leaves us with no real other undecideds. So we have, we've taken it down to one. We've taken it down to one. Undecided. Toss up. Nevada. I'm thinking. I remember these pretty well, but I thought maybe we should take a look at them just to be sure that we're basing it on decent numbers. Well, they have Laxol winning every race here. I have to say, Nevada. Oh, my goodness, Nevada is definitely tilted Republican. Now, let me go back and do one other thing, and then we're going to get to the House. Here, here are the vulnerabilities in my count of 53, okay? Uh, is it possible that the Republicans could lose Nevada? 
No. Is it possible they could use lose Utah, which they have now? Absolutely not. Now, Arizona is in the blue column for them. And it's in the leaning blue column. That's, at best, at best, that should be in the toss-up column. I would say, at best, it's in the toss-up column. And I think we're there now. So, review it quickly. This is how we get to 53, 46, one undecided. New Hampshire goes Republican. Pennsylvania goes Republican. North Carolina goes Republican. Georgia goes Republican. And we've got him. Uh, we've got him at the earliest stage of that because there is always the possibility of a runoff, and Republicans would win a runoff. The party didn't pick up on Herschel until halfway through. If he's the candidate of the party, if he runs ahead of Warnock, particularly, but doesn't get a majority, he will get substantial support. And even if he runs a little behind, he'll get substantial support when he's the all-out candidate. Because this Atlanta vote is almost like a primary vote. Got all these people on the ballot, and you got to get 50%. So you, if you don't get 50%, you drop the bottom of the ballot. And, well, very confusing. So that one, we're not going to review. That one is solid. Wisconsin is solid. Ohio is solid, for sure. Iowa, which I didn't mention, is more than solid. Uh, it is uh, it's a definitely going to vote Republican. And then if we go further, we have Utah right now in a leaning Republican uh, stance. We have Nevada in a tilting Republican stance. And we have the state of Arizona as undecided. So that, that looks like a pretty good, solid way that it could come out. Final number, 53 Republicans, 46 Democrats, one undecided. That could be, rather than Arizona, that could be, uh, that could be Georgia because of Herschel Walker. And it won't be decided until December. So I think this means a Republican victory. And I think the key is by how much. Now, let's go from there to a house map. Always takes a little while to get there. They try to sell you something in between, and it's not nice. We'll have to get rid of this, get rid of that. Uh, here is the house. The house is a little more complicated because it's so much bigger, but it's almost gone. It's almost gone. It's at 
uh, races they can call. It's at 227 to 199. The difficulty is that in the in the group of people that could affect this election and these elections, it's much smaller little impact, and it happens in ways that you don't perceive. So I would have to say that 227 is a um, is a guesstimate. I can see them getting to 227. I can also see them down at 220 or, and the, and the uh, reindeer at, you know, at 210. So but I I believe it I think this is one where they know more on the ground than we know. And therefore we want we want to be careful with it. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. So the races that are left, of the eight that are left, and I won't go through them in detail, because I really would like to see if you guys would make a call. I won't go through them in detail, but you're talking about 10 seats. You've got eight that are Republicans and two that are Democrats. So a chances of losing a seat are remote and the Republicans are pretty, pretty strong. You've got a couple of Republicans right in the middle of here that are, um, that are picked to win. Hodge against Schmeeker. Uh, uh, he's got a pretty decent lead. He's got a, then if you go down to um, it's very hard to find another one that's of equal, you know, they're all tough. They're all tough. They're all going to be very, very tough. Um, in Arizona, there are one, two, three, three of them. Um uh, Kirsten Engel against Juan Giacomini. Harder against Pettit. That's going to be a tough one. Harder against Pettit. And uh, O'Halloran, O'Halloran against uh, Crane, where Crane has the lead. So in Arizona, one and two. In Arizona, six. Uh Although there are, there's a, an incumbent Democrat, Schweiker, and two rather upstanding Democrats, Crane and uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, this is, I mean, this is very, very, uh, this, this is a difficult one to say, is it going to, uh, is it going to come out Republican? So of those 10, You've got two, and I say Fitzpatrick, I meant Crane. We've got Schweiker and Crane for sure. The next, the next uh, set of of uh, group of eight or ten are are uh, uh, Kristen Engel and uh, Juan uh, Shiskomani, and that's picked for a Republican. Uh, that is in that's in Arizona 
six. Now we have a number of California racers. And we've got two real big opportunities for, for pick, pick up California races. We have in the 27th district, Mike Garcia. And in the 25th district, Michelle Street. And they are running ahead and seem to be on the path to winning at this point. There's another two, three that I think will make the difference. One is Idira Caraveo and Barbara Kirkmeyer. Barbara Kirkmeyer is leading and uh, seems to be in good shape. And in the remaining races, there are one, two, three out of six Republicans ahead. Zach Nunn uh, Nun over Cindy Adams in Iowa, three. Ashley Hinson over Liz Maines in Florida, two by a lot. We have Rob on line one. Well, let me just finish this this group here with this with the Senate, and we'll get it done and, uh, with the House. We've only got two more to go, and we'll go to Rob. And then when we get down to the last group here in New York, it gets very very interesting because there are several New York seats that are up. Zeldin seat is open. It looks almost definite that it will be taken by Nicholas Loda. The seat in the middle of the island, Swazi seat, is an uh, impossible-to-call contest between Zimmerman and Santos. And there are, there are upstate seats, what we call upstate seats, uh, that are, well, as you start to go upstate, you have Laura Gillen and Anthony Desposito. Anthony is a New York City police officer. They have her winning the race. Have a hard time seeing that, but I've been proven wrong other times. Uh, Colin Schmidt over Pat Ryan. Ryan is leading, but it's very, very close. Molinaro, the Republican, and Riley, the Democrat, are even. And in the and in the New York twenty second, uh, Brandon Williams is defeating Francis Canoli. Oh, gosh, last time, last poll was nine points. So there it is. You put all those together with that group of seven out of ten, and you add, very simply add, seven to the 226. So 226 would be 232, 233. And then the remainders of the de Democrats, which would get them a little over 200. And it would be a, a, a substantial win for the Republicans. So now let's go to Bob, who ha has been our guest before and has always been very, very um, cogent and, and, and right on target in his presentation. So let's go to Bob. I assume you're in Sea Caucus. Yes, I am. 
and how are you doing? How are you? Uh, how, how are you guys? doing, Bob? I'm doing okay. Uh, how's how's New Hampshire? I'm sure it's beautiful. I'm kind of I'm happy that you're up there. It's it's good for the soul. It's very stressful <laughs> all of this stuff. Well, it's good you know? for the soul. We haven't had that much time to enjoy it because we've been trying to talk to people and see if we could come up with a really good understanding of what's going to happen. And I think we do. I think uh, sometime later tonight, Bulldog is going to pull this out. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. And I, uh, and I, I even I'm, feel more strongly about uh, Carolyn, uh, 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 she, she, Carolyn Levitt. She seems like she might even be the more charismatic of the two, you know, the one who made the impression. The only the only issue for her is she's young, but she's young and common sense and smart. Rather have yeah. that than somebody old and demented. Well, yeah, I remember in Staten Island when we would when we were doing the the Zeldin rally there. I, I remembered you going up to Joe Pinion and you really can you know gave him a heartfelt congratulations on a great debate which i hadn't seen you know at that point i went and i immediately went and watched it to see what it was you know and boy i mean did schumer not was he not a deer with headlights in his eyes i've never seen him like that because schumer is usually an animal you know he's usually the aggressor in any kind of a debate but he couldn't even compete with pinion pinion blew him away i thought you know you know that and that's their strategy of not answering questions you could say in many, many ways, although their styles are different, that's the way Hochul debated. Fetterman, of course, you can't tell because he has an illness, but Fetterman ended up debating that way. Uh, some of the other Democratic, every time you're listening to the Democrats now, they're basically not answering questions. And I think the reason for that is answers hurt them. So you keep issues open and then you change the subject. So they can't answer about inflation. They say silly things like it's not inflation or uh, Republicans yeah. are making it up. But they don't really yeah, they answer can't. and say, well, it's really not inflation. I'd love to hear the answer since everything's up about 9%. I'd like to know how that is not inflation. Yeah, the border is closed, too. The border is secure. Well, they, and you know, they, I, I haven't heard them say that the border is, oh, is the border is secure and nobody gets in. And then we see pictures on television of, right. of entire cities crossing the border. They're reduced to the only thing they can possibly do, which is lie about everything. They, they've been cornholed into that position. They don't have a position anymore that they can defend. So the only thing they can do is lie, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's what it, it, you know, it's hard, it's hard to sometimes get that across to people because it sounds like, well, that's what you have to say, or that's what you would say because you're a Republican. But I wouldn't say that yeah. somebody was lying. I would say they were wrong. If I thought they were not lying, but just wrong, I would say, well, they're wrong. But they they I mean, when you, you can't be right or wrong. Both. About the the border is either open or it's closed. The fence is either wide open or the fence is closed and very few people can get it. Well, right now, if yeah. we would go there tonight, the fence is wide open or the river and people are coming in and four million have come in since Biden's been president. They've set records for fentanyl. 
they surely have a lot to do with the crime problem as well. Make it worse. These have not been the, 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 the wonderful, beautiful immigrants of old. And old is not so far back. It's only like a couple decades ago who came here for the purpose of creating a better life for themselves and their family in a country that had very, very strict guarantees of human rights. Those guarantees of human rights are being taken away from us now. Yeah, I, I remember the other day you had made the point that with, with the Republicans are always being pointed out by the Democrats as uh, being deniers, you know, climate deniers. And it was funny. You said, I don't deny the climate. There's <laughs> spring, summer, winter, and fall. There you go. I admit it. But but they are amazing deniers, deniers of everything. Deniers about the open border, deniers about the crime in New York City. That's, you know, they, they, it, it, it's a default for them. to lie. That's their lie. Their lie is to deny. To deny the truth, whenever you bring the truth to them, their, their default is to lie about or deny, rather. Deny. They're deniers. And, and, and then I also wanted to mention to you, how about, uh, did, you know, um, Trump, he announced that he's going to make a gigantic announcement on the 15th, he says. Well, I think it was very, very smart that he put it off until after the election. I think should he announce yeah. that he was going to run, they would have made that a last minute issue and it would have been hard. If he wanted to say it two months ago, there'd have been plenty of time to explain it and turn it around and make it a positive. But right now, I mean, right now, it would be a mistake to announce it. So I think he did it the right way. He made it it's pretty clear he's going to run, but there's always some ambiguity to that. Yeah, and but I think he, I think he's going to scare the living daylights out of him when he runs. Yeah. Yeah, well there was some kind of poll where he was leaps and bounds ahead of the of whoever who's ever who's ever the next in line, he's like 10 times that amount in the polls or something like that. He's hugely favors or something right now yeah but i mean he faced all these problems and got a different result the economy was the best in the world inflation was down it's best in history in 40 or 50 years uh oil prices were down gasoline prices were down prices were down in general we were in very innovative creating great new solutions to things yeah. we we had yeah, well, uh, most of the world afraid of us so they weren't going to move on us or our allies. It was so quiet. Uh, Go ahead. It, yeah, it, it was so quiet after after he got in. Remember what was the when when he got in? Everybody's biggest fear was the, what was it the the the, the uh, terrorism, Taliban terrorism, and this and that. And and by the time he was at by the time he was done with his term. Nobody was even talking about that anymore. You know, that was everybody's biggest fear. And then all of a sudden it was a non-issue. So, so you think he's going to run and you think he's going to win? Well, I don't know. I mean, we got to see what his announcement is. Maybe he's got a big trick up his sleeve, but I doubt it. I think he's probably going to run. And I, I mean, you know, I'll tell you, I hope he does. I hope he does. And I hope he wins because... You know, I think Trump even said once, and it was funny because the only one I ever heard him say it before him was me, which was that if of all the things that he had achieved in his presidency, the one crowning achievement of, of all was simply to bring awareness to the profound 
profound corruption that we appear to not even with not appear that we are all being victimized by. I mean, prior to the Trump uh, election, you know, I mean, that would have been something for a debate that people would have went either way on. But I mean, you you can't. He he left in no ambiguity uh, that that there is massive, massive, massive corruption in our government, in our FBI, in our everything. That he he exposed it all. And if anything, it was his crowning achievement. I tell you, I I really agree with that. Thank God that he did that. You know, I mean, it gives the country a a possible chance to save itself. And we and now we're kind of. You can see the gears turning right now. The gears turning is you and me and all of the people who are on the right side and Ted who's making things happen over there. I mean, we're all working feverishly to try and and try and save this country, you know, from from a, 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 a group of people who don't seem to even know that there's a problem because they're watching mainstream media. The media is another one. They they're in a, they're also suffering from that same disease of denial. You know, they're they're facilitating the 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 the, the, the Democrats with this game of denial that they play they carry the water for it it's terrible it's it's criminal we got to get hopefully if we do win if this middle if midterm turns out to be very successful god willing you would use that that leverage to be able to right a lot of the wrongs that exist like the libel laws maybe need to be looked at in the media the, the fact that these people can continue to lie to everybody and, and not have to pay a price for it. It's it's, it's unbelievable that we're living. Yeah, in you this have country. to balance the right of people to express themselves, and they should be allowed to go pretty far. And then the right to them of them to incite riot and 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 damage and and uh, and death, which there is no right, but it is a difficult. You're right. It's a difficult distinction to make. So to make. you voted already. Yes, I did. I voted in person early about, what was it, last week I did. Uh, so did I. I wanted to make sure they, you know, we had a picture and you could see that I voted. Because last time they said I didn't vote. <laughs> I finally found the vote, but originally they said I didn't vote. Well, I was on my cell phone sending out texts to everybody I know last night. Make sure you vote. Make sure you vote. And I, you know what I did? I even put a little attachment of our video of, of the show that we did in Staten Island to maybe energize them a little bit. You know, I sent it to everyone. And, and you know, one of the guys, a friend of mine, this morning, he goes to his voting place. This was around Woodbridge, New Jersey, Woodbridge uh, Township. Um, and he goes and the voting, it was all closed. And they were, they were sending everybody away because they, apparently they were saying something wrong with the machines. So we got, you know, I got, ag- I got aggravated right away when oh I heard that. I'm like, this is a yeah. Yep. They told him to come back later. And from what I understand, he did go back. I have to touch base with him again later and make sure everything went smooth. But, you know, I'm, I'm worried about a high tech election theft. You know, I'm really worried about it. Hmm. Well, let's hope. I think they've done. I think they have put in. Great deal of money to try to seal it off from the Internet, which is necessary because these machines are accessible by the internet despite their anger saying that it's in their manual even though their owner testified under oath that it's not possible but it's in the manual it explains you how to access by the internet and how to do fractional voting so you can take votes away and move most votes around and set up algorithms these are not voting machines these are calculating machines and a voting machine should be purely a voting machine and then the numbers should be secured by the people 
but with the inspectors. They should have a right to inspect anything they want. And then we would be able to determine at, in, in a reasonable period of time who won and who lost. How can France do it in eight hours and it took Pennsylvania five days? Yeah. It's tantamount to. I think Pennsylvania got caught up short. They never expected Trump to have a 500,000 vote lead on them. And even they, (laughs) professional uh, fraudsters that they are, had to use other techniques. They had a hard time padding that one, right? Yeah, they did. But they had a totally open press that is willing to not only support them, but try to intimidate and beat down anybody who has a separate opinion. So they better keep trying. But thanks for calling me, Ed. Give me a call again in a few days, okay? You're you're welcome, Rudy. Thank you um, uh, to you and Ted and Dr. Maria. Everybody have a a good luck. Good luck on this election. We're back on Thursday. Yes. We're back in New York City on Thursday if – you know, there's no reason to worry about New York. It's all the fear is all made up. Hopeful yeah. said the fear is all in your head. <laughs> Problem is, people bang your head in, so you forget that the fear is all in your head. Yeah, when you have a brain that has a concussion, you know. I mean, they—it's the stupidest, most dangerous explanation of crime I've ever heard. Yeah, another form of profound denial. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, yep. thank you. We got a bunch of things to finish. We got to do. We've got to do. We've got to do the governor's races, which we'll do pretty quickly. We know the one that oh. I'm the. You know the one that I'm the most interested. Of, of course, you do, right? I'm most interested what? in the one in good old New York. Good old That's New the York. One that that's the one that they have leaning blue, uh, and I think it's a toss-up. I really do. I think this thing is a straight toss-up, nothing more than a if toss-up. It, if it is, and it goes our way, is there going to be a big celebration? Because I want to be there. I want to be with you <laughs> on a big on a big celebration. I, wherever you are, that's where I want to be. I guarantee you this weekend, if we win this, we'll have a big celebration. All right. We won't celebrate so we get too tired because, you know, the 2024 election begins on Wednesday morning. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, we, I the 2024 sense. election, I think Trump may have started it already, but from my point of view, we'll, we'll start it on the... We'll so start it be, on uh, the... It, it's going to be a busy two years. It's going to be an eventful two years coming up ahead of us. Yeah, very, very, and very crucial to yep. certain certain years and, and periods have a bigger impact than others. And this one will have a very, very big impact if we can clean out this government and get it to work the way it's supposed to work, which is not going to be easy, but it is possible. It's possible to do by voting well, for the right, by voting for the right people. Who was it that said, give me freedom or give me death? That's basically what we're dealing with here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they 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 are constricting us in little boxes and 
well, we can't do this and we can't do that. And the most hypocritical thing of all is they can do all the things that we can't. You know, you take that yeah. Newsom guy and, and Whitless Whit, Whitmer and people like that. They, they pass these rules thinking that the ordinary serfs have to uh, abide by it, but they don't. So it, I, it, I, I'm looking forward to a much better day. Me uh, too. Meaning the colloquial day after after uh, to, after tonight and tomorrow. Yes, but sir. I hope I'm not disappointed. We'll see. And the yep. most important thing, you probably don't have any more time to vote. You probably don't. But you can give it a try. What the heck? Yeah, just if run you haven't voted out, out there, just people who run in, 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 run in and yell and scream and say you want to vote. If you say you're That's a Democrat, right, they'll let you in. Just tell them you're a Democrat, <laughs> they'll let you in. But what, they let the dead ones vote. Right. You know, we found we found an old record, because I'm getting ready for some of these hearings. We found an old record. And I can't tell you the exact number yet. I'll tell you uh, on my show tomorrow or the next day, because I haven't counted them. But one of my lawyers sent it to me. Some very large number of people voted in the 2020 election in Philadelphia. And they all are precisely 112 years old. <laughs> right. They're all exactly oh, 112. So it must be oh, when they did the phony when they did the phony registrations, they put down you know uh, 112. That's part of the stealing. And when they make up the phony ballots, they won't let you inspect the ballot. They save it with their lives. And uh, I kept saying. We could get this over with very quickly if you just let me examine the ballots. I believe right. you changed those ballots. You say you didn't. Okay. Let's put them out on a table. And let's examine them. Let me touch them. Because if I touch them, I can tell they don't come from the official uh, uh, paper that you ordered. Then I can do better. I have a man who has a machine who can test them. Then I can take 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. Put them aside. You'll probably, probably find that almost all of them were for Biden. So the reason I'm pretty sure I can do that is that's what that's what our people tell us happened. And I, I, well, I'm supposed to not believe them? Of course yeah. I'm going to believe them until somebody proves the opposite. I mean, but we've never been able to get into court and give our case. I hope I'm not, I'm we not, get a chance to fix of, that before 2024. Another form of profound denial. Again, it's a yes. nothing but denial. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Denial, and then they make it up as a charge against, against, uh, against us. Right. I mean, it becomes a charge the, against becomes a charge against um, against Republicans. Right. And then the burden of then the burden of proof lies on the shoulders. It's it's a person a projection. You know, they what they what they're guilty of, the very thing they're guilty of, they'll put it on us or somebody. Right. And that person or those people are now obligated to have to prove it. You know, well, there's certain things we 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 have been. I must say, BBS has been very, very generous with us. They've allowed us to go 15 minutes over because it's election coverage. I appreciate 
it very much, they're a very, very fine group of people to work with, by the way, real patriots. And also, um, we're going to have to get ready for our, for our um, live streaming, where we get questions from all over the world. And also, we've got some people reporting in and calling in, you know, with results. Uh, We set up some contacts here in um, in uh, New England, so that we could get we could get a little bit of information, you know, faster. So we might have an insight into this election. We're going to try to beat the networks on this election, Good. largely to show what jackasses they are. I don't even tune into them. I tune into you only. <laughs> you know, I don't either. <laughs> before I before I did this, I I tuned into you know Mark Levin. Or uh, uh, Newsmax, or uh, when OAN was more uh, was easy to get, and yeah. uh, maybe maybe in some cases, and please they shouldn't get insulted because this is a few years back when they were just getting started. They're there now. The 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 the, 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 um, the sophistication and quality of the broadcast wasn't as as good, but it had a benefit that the others didn't. They told the truth. Right. And now they're doing well. Now they look like, you know, they look just as good as anybody else. But that's another thing yeah. you and I have to have a long talk about freedom of speech. That'll, that'll be as soon as the election's over. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a good one to tackle. Okay. Thank you, sir. You hang You're in there. Welcome. We you, need you, you too, Rudy. I, I look forward to seeing you soon. Okay. Take care. All right, so now too. that Bye-bye. that was our our, our uh, contributor, he's really done a great job for us. Gets observations from the streets and elsewhere, and uh, we we do too. I should tell you today we we walked around uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, Ted and I, and we asked questions: Who are you voting for? Why are you voting for them? And that's why we have some degree of confidence that the general is going to win. Now it could have been the wrong sample and. Sure isn't scientific, and but it gives you something to work off. So we will say good night now. We'll be back here on BBSRadio.com. We'll be back on Thursday night. And the first show will be just about the election. So we'll do a show that's a recap of 2022. And we're gonna do you we're gonna immediately do the other half of the show on. 2024. And then you get to call in after that. So thank you very, very much. Can't tell you how much I appreciated you giving us this much time. Thank you.